Dealing with a mental health illness can sometimes feel messy, but it doesn't have to be. I want to welcome you to Depression, What's Your Deal? My weekly podcast where we talk openly about all things mental health and dive headfirst into those uncomfortable, scary, and stressful topics that no one wants to talk about. No matter if you're someone who has a mental health illness or someone who wants to get more educated, this podcast is for you. So let's open up about our mental health and start learning together. What are you waiting for? Let's go. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Depression, What's Your Deal? Today we're going to talk about why self-care is so important. So self-care is a unique challenge when dealing with a mental health illness. The motivation isn't always there and the connection with oneself has been severed. Self-care is the lifeline that will begin to pull you back into your inner self. Having mental health illness sometimes can result in feeling disconnected from oneself. I don't believe it's a random illness that one just suffers from for no reason. An illness, mental or physical, are messages from our bodies. There is just a severance of self and the mental illness is a message to reconnect. What I've come to find in my journey of deep restoring self-care is that I was disconnected from myself, especially the parts that were hurting me and needed some healing. So today I want to share six tips to help you reconnect back with yourself and start to lead you in the direction of healing. So number one is surrender and give yourself grace. First, start with letting go of any self-guilt or any kind of pressure that you've been putting on yourself. Because in the long run, that's not going to help you at all. It also isn't going to help you when you're already feeling very unmotivated. Stop and look at where you're at right now in life and how you're feeling. And don't be so hard on yourself. Even when you don't feel like there is a lot of room for growth and learning, there is. And you just need to be more open to it. Sometimes you just need that moment to just stop and surrender all of those feelings you've been having, especially the ones that start to take you to those dark places that's even possible to get out of. And in that moment, I want you to stop and give yourself grace. Grace means to forgive yourself for the past mistakes and move forward. I want you to remember that no one on this planet is perfect and we are all hard on ourselves at some points in our lives. But the key is to forgive ourselves and sometimes this is the key to be able to start moving forward in your life. I think for a lot of us who struggle with any type of mental health illness, we are very hard on ourselves day to day from the thoughts that we have to the reactions we have to our feelings and just everything that goes in it. I think because we're so hard on ourselves, we don't realize that it's not fully 100% ourselves. It has to do with what we're going through mentally and if we were able to just stop and say like okay look i had a bad day but i'm gonna give myself grace i'm gonna forgive myself for the things that i've done today and i'm going to move forward and try to think more positive thoughts and do things that i wouldn't do just to take care of myself 
because when you're giving yourself grace, you're forgetting those past mistakes and moving forward. So if you had a rough day yesterday, today's a new day, you wake up, you give yourself grace. I am forgiving myself for those past mistakes I made yesterday, for those thoughts I had yesterday, for those feelings that took me into the direction I didn't want to go in. And I'm forgiving myself and moving forward and today is a different day and it's a different day to do better things and have better thoughts and try to have that positive attitude that I wanted to have yesterday that I simply couldn't have yesterday. Number two is your main goal is to reconnect with yourself. There are so many ways to reconnect with yourself, like hanging out with friends and family, laughing and having a good time, going to get your nails done to deeply restore your soul. But when you're having a mental health illness, your main goal is to deeply restore your soul because that's exactly what your soul is calling for on those darkest days. You don't need to start anywhere big, you just show up each day and start small. Your soul isn't asking you for much more than that. I would suggest starting with activities that have helped you reconnect with yourself in the past. Activities like journaling, reading, going for a walk, dancing, or any type of exercise. Starting a self-care routine doesn't need to be a big production. It's better if you actually start small. And then you can slowly start building up getting to know yourself. You don't know much of what you want or what you need at first. So it's best to start with something small that you feel drawn towards. Ask yourself questions of like, what do you like to do? This is also stuff you would do in a relationship and just start from there. Don't feel like you have to force it or be perfect. Just take one small step at a time towards self-care and your soul will follow just remember to keep showing up and the healing will begin so this is very important when you think about it with your friends or with your family or even a relationship you're like oh what do you want to do today if somebody is upset and is having a hard time you want to figure out the ways to help them what can i do uh, can I buy you something? Can we go get ice cream? Can I tell you a joke to lighten up the mood? And you need to start acting that way towards yourself on those bad days. Think to yourself, what is something I can do right now to shift my mood? What is one thing that always brings me joy when I do it and helps bring a, a smile to my face or improves my mood? And start doing that thing on those days where you seem to be having the hardest days. So if you're having a hard day and you know if you go for a walk and it's a 30 minute walk and when you come back you're going to feel refreshed and in a better mood, then do that. If you sit down and you're reading a book and after reading the book it takes your mind in a different area and a different path and you're no longer thinking about what you were thinking about before, then do that. There are certain things everybody has in their life that they can do that brightens their mood. Sitting down and playing a video game, it distracts you from what you were doing before and that is your happy place. So try to think of your happy place on those really bad days where you feel like there's no way I'm going to get out of this. What is the one thing that can take you to the happy place and help slowly shift your mood into a better one and maybe start in incorporating that into your everyday life 
So you have that one little thing that you know that even if on the worst days is going to help bring you back to your happy place. The third one is to try some guided meditation. The one thing about guided meditation is that you don't have to be an expert at it. Anyone can do it and you don't ever have to feel perfect at it either. This can be a great way to reconnect with yourself. During meditation, you're able to quiet your mind, regain your focus, and lift out of yourself for just a moment, which is long enough for you to be able to just let go of everything that's been holding you down and making you feel crummy. Sometimes listening to a guided meditation can help you focus your mind more than listening to an unguided meditation because having that voice that keeps you centered can be a big help when your mind easily is able to drift away. The great thing about meditation is that you can find so many right ones on YouTube for free. You can also start making a list and saving your favorite meditation videos to go back to in the future and on those days you need it the most. I've said it before and I've tried it and I want to start actually trying it more is that meditation is so just like eye-opening. It's one of those things that I think people obviously think like you have to be an expert at it or oh it's not it's something that I'm just never going to be able to do or able to really focus and that's why sometimes a guided meditation is going to be the best for you. You go on YouTube, you put guided meditations, and seriously, there's so many different ones to choose from. So when you start doing them and you're able to just shut your eyes and clear your mind of everything that's going on, it is a great way to reconnect back with yourself. It's a great way to just clear your mind of all the troubles of the day, all your worries, all those negative thoughts. And it could actually start to make you feel better about yourself. Even if it's just starting off at like 5 minutes and then working your way up to 10, 20, 30. Whatever is going to work for you, do it. Uh, some people don't like guided meditations, which is fine. I do the unguided meditations, which is you're just kind of listening to music because I like to just sit in the moment in the quiet, listen to calming music and just feel zen with myself. For some people, obviously the reason they do guided meditations is because their mind easily is able to drift away onto those negative thoughts and those to-do lists they didn't do and I didn't get the laundry done and I haven't taken the dog out and oh, I gotta make the kids food for lunch and your mind starts to wander and you're not reconnecting with yourself. So in the guided meditations, you have somebody who talks you through and gives you um, affirmations like, I, I feel enough, I am loved. And sometimes just those little things can help you recenter back on what you're doing. And another good thing with guided meditations is if you wanna try like breathing exercises while doing that, that could help you too because then while meditating, you're focusing on the breaths you're taking and the way it feels going in and out. And that can also help you morally focus on yourself when your brain can just like start to wander. And I know anybody can connect with that. Because even when you're working on something 
or cleaning, your mind is always constantly going to the next thing and wondering about this and worrying about this and what if I did this and oh now I gotta go shopping and but then I gotta finish the laundry and our minds are always constantly running. So if we could just have that moment to ourselves where we can just calmly sit for just even five minutes, clear the mind, you might not realize it now, but it could be so helpful for you. And after you do it, you might just feel just so much better and just so much reconnected back to yourself. The fourth one is to get very picky. This is the time to be protective with yourself. You need to make sure to protect your energy and your vibrations. And reestablishing your connection with yourself, you don't really have the time to deal with those negative situations that's going to bring your energy down. So sometimes it's good to clean up your social media feeds or take a step back, turn the drama off the TV, and start to distance yourself from those people that bring you down. Sometimes I don't think we realize that some of the people we follow on social media can really have an effect on our lives. When you follow people that are always posting negative things or their feed is always full of drama, that can really start to affect the way you think about yourself and the way you think about the world. And this also might be the time to think to unfollow those people. Here's something else I think people worry about is that their fear is that they're going to unfollow somebody and that person's going to notice. Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, none of them when you unfollow somebody is going to tell that person, oh, da 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 just unfollowed you. Never. They're never going to know. You could also sometimes, if it's someone who is like your friend or a family member that you don't like necessarily want to unfollow, you can, I think there is a way that you can hide their stuff for a period of time or just mute the stuff that they're doing. So you're still following them, but you're simply just not seeing all the negative things they're putting out or all their drama that is affecting you without you realizing it. Because these certain things can start to bring your energy down. It can make you start to feel bad about yourself. Also, again, they're not going to know that you unfollowed them. So just do it. Sometimes it depends also on what you're watching on TV. Like if you're watching the news all the time and constantly seeing things going wrong in the world instead of seeing all the good things that can go on in the world, that can also start to bring you down as well. If you feel like your mood starts to shift when you're watching a certain show or the news, just simply turn it off. The biggest factor in your life that can bring you down is sadly the people who you spend the most time with. If you have someone around you that's always complaining about everything or constantly making themselves a victim, either walk away or just stop hanging out with that person. Anything that makes you feel bad about yourself needs to get booted out of your life. That includes your own negative self-talk or ranting online or to others that needs to stop. Your energy right now is the most important thing and you should treat that like a tiny plant that needs sunlight and water and some care. Protecting your energy can start to have a powerful shift in your life. So just start being very picky about who or what you allow in your life. I really don't think that we realize how much outside 
things that are going on affect our life. We don't realize that when we're following somebody who's very fit can make us feel bad about our body when our body is not where we want it to be. I think that when you watch the news and it's always constantly saying uh, this is going on or there's a shooting or there's a war, it can start to affect you without you realizing it because that's just a bunch of negativity that's going on or the people around you. If you have somebody that you love that is always constantly after you like talk to them, you feel like you're dragged down or you're just wiped out and then afterwards you just like feel like you're starting to be negative because they were negative or you're feeling their feelings because of how they were feeling, that can be a big, big factor in your life. So with anybody suffering from any mental health illness, we just to be need to start being very picky about the people we follow, the things we watch, and the people we allow to be around us because that's going to have an effect on our life even when we're not realizing it and you might be positive one day and then you might see something on the news or watch something or be scrolling through somebody's like Instagram and you're going to see something that is totally going to throw you off. I can personally tell you that I follow a page that was talking about an event that was coming up and because right now with what I'm going through with recovering from having surgery on my shoulder and not working as much, I don't have as much money as I used to make and I let that affect my mood for many days in a row and I was very down and depressed because I just can't do the things I would want to do in life because of where I'm at right now and the fact that I let that affect me so bad isn't good. Now I still follow this page because I love the content that this person does but for some reason having that affect me so badly is not good. It made me actually take a step back and say okay for one, why did it affect me so bad? And two, what are the things that I can do in the future so something like that doesn't affect me again? Obviously, with my situation right now, I just kind of sat down with myself and was like, look, you are where you're at. You had surgery on your shoulder. You are now almost three months out. You have three more months to go. You can slowly start doing more things at work, which means you can st slowly start working more and get back to a somewhat normal routine and making the money you were before. Sometimes you just have to remind yourself in those very crappy moments that it's not going to last forever and that your future self is going to be in a different place than where you are now. So just be very picky about what you're doing, what you're watching, and who you're hanging out with because it's going to affect you way more than you realize and being personally there, I realize that yes, outside forces have effect on you even when you don't realize it. The fifth one we're going to talk about is gratitude. So other than guided meditations, another great practice you could do to help powerfully shift your life is a gratitude list. And try to do it at least once a day. So gratitude is the quality of being thankful, readiness to show appreciation for, and to return kindness. Sometimes I don't think people really understand what 
uh, a gratitude list is about and it can be hard sometimes for you to find something to be grateful for when you feel like you're always constantly having bad days and nothing seems to be going your way. But the truth is, is that doing a daily gratitude practice can energetically shift your reality. You have a lot to gain by allowing your feelings of gratitude to flow through your body. It's not about settling. It's about opening the door and inviting the beautiful things to come into your life. It can also pull out all those thoughts and give you a bird's eye perspective. It shifts relationships, finances, and even your happiness. You can be grateful for the simplest things. I think that's why when people think about gratitude lists, they're like, oh man, like that's so hard to do. I can't even figure out what to be grateful today when this has gone wrong and this has gone wrong. But I'm telling you, if you do it either right in the morning or right before you go to bed and you just give it a try, it might make you feel so much better about yourself. And it can be even the simplest things like your warm cup of co coffee in the morning, watching the sunrise or the sunset, cuddling with your warm pile of laundry after you pulled it out of the dryer. It could also be just the way your candle smells all around you in the room after you light it. I think when people think of a gratitude list and think of things to be grateful for, we almost think they have to be like these really big things when really they don't have to be. So every day you could either start your morning or have a nighttime routine where you sit down and you list five to ten things that you're grateful for. And sometimes I think for people, when you start to do it, the next day you're actually looking for those good things. Somebody holds a door open for you. Somebody pays for your coffee in front of you. Somebody walking down the street while you're having a bad day smiles at you. Those are the little things to be grateful for. Even when the baddest things are happening, there's still things and still people that might do little things here and there that you might not even realize those are the things to be grateful for. And I think if you start doing this more and more, and if you do it more as like a nighttime routine before you go to bed each night, throughout your day you might start noticing you're looking for those little things that you are going to be grateful for. It could be walking out your front door and hearing the birds chirp. Oh, today I'm grateful for walking out my door and seeing a little squirrel run by. Today, I'm grateful for being able to watch the sunrise while I ate my breakfast. Today, I'm grateful for spending time with my family and my friends and laughing so hard that I cried. These are the things to be grateful for. They don't have to be big things. And that's why I think people think it's so hard because you think they have to be these big, enormous, grateful things. But they don't have to be. They can just be these little simple things that made your day and shifted your mood and makes you feel better about yourself. So don't be hard on yourself. Just start little and go from there. But uh, I do gratitude and I, I realized that when I started doing the gratitude lists every day, it did help shift my mood when I would wake up in a bad mood or if I was having a bad day. It does really help 
shift your mood and make you realize that even on the worst days, there are still plenty of things to be grateful for. And yes, sometimes when you're first starting out, it can be very hard. But once you start doing it and then once you start realizing that there are so many different little things to be grateful for, again, you'll just start simply be looking for it. And then sometimes you'll start going out of your way to pay for somebody's coffee, to hold somebody's door open, to smile at somebody else, to make their day better without even realizing it. So it's kind of almost like a chain reaction. Once you start finding things to be grateful for, it changes your mood, can help shift your day and that can also have effect on somebody else and help shift their day. And number six, the last thing we're going to talk about is to tell a new story. What you speak out of your mouth becomes your reality. This means you need to stop claiming that your mental health illness as if it is yours. If you do, it will be a continuous thing that no matter what you do is going to have control over your life. Instead of saying things like, my mental health is ruining my life, or it has control of how I'm living, try saying some of these phrases. I am healing. I am getting better every day. I am discovering who I am. I am reconnecting with myself. I am letting this be easy. I am going through a transformation. I am stepping into the next version of myself. My mind is healing itself. My body is healing itself. And my natural state is love. You see, the more you speak these truths, the more likely they will become true. And the quicker it will shift your experience for the better. It's scientifically proven that what we tell ourselves has a physical effect on our bodies, which translates into our realities. The more we tell ourselves that there is something wrong with us, the more you will start to believe that this is the truth for your life. So we need to stop and become more aware of the things that we are saying to ourselves and make sure we are only saying the good things about ourselves that aren't going to make us feel crummy. Stop claiming what you want and start shifting your life to what you need. If you wake up every morning and you look at yourself in the mirror and you say, I'm ugly, I'm overweight, no one's going to love me, then every day, slowly and slowly, you're going to think this is true and this is going to be your life. When suffering with a mental health illness, a lot of the times, personally I do it myself, we say things to ourselves that aren't true and because we've said them so many different times to ourselves, this becomes our reality. For me, for a long time, I used to say to myself, I am somebody that just struggles from depression. Depression is who I am. It's who I'm always going to be. I'm always going to be sad. I'm always going to be depressed. It's always going to control and shift my moods. I'm always going to have crummy days. I'm always going to be a negative person. And that's just not true. Recently, something I actually started to do is every week, I just recently started like a few days ago, is that on my bathroom mirror, I write a quote. And this is the quote that every time I go in the bathroom to brush my teeth, do my hair, do my nighttime routine, simply go to the bathroom, it is there to remind me that that is the truth. 
that I want to believe this week. So if you're somebody who always has constantly having negative thoughts and feeling a certain way about yourself, start writing stuff on your mirrors. Start putting post-it notes on things that you use every day, your computer, your phone. Put on the background of your phone quotes or write something about yourself that you want yourself to know every day because yes, when you struggle with a mental health illness, your brain is affected in ways that I don't think anybody can understand. And when you start telling yourself these negative things every day, they become true and they become the way you live your life. So if we could just start slowly shifting to writing, I am beautiful every day. I am smart every day. I am worthy of love. Somebody out there loves me. I love myself. I am the perfect weight just as I am. Then those are the, the truths that you're going to start living by. You're no longer going to say negative things about yourself. You're no longer going to have negative thoughts you're going to start shifting them to positive ones. I'm not saying that like never again in your life are you going to have dark days or have negative thoughts. That's not true. That's definitely probably going to happen. But the more we can start shifting how we see ourselves and how we talk about ourselves, then those will start to become the reality we're living. I am very negative about myself. I am very negative about a lot of things in my life. And when I say things or when I make comments, I am thankful that my fiance is a person who points that out. Like, why would you say something like that about yourself when that's not true? Or did you know that you noticed that you're always saying like, things aren't going well for you or things aren't gonna go well for you. And that's what you're gonna start to believe. So recently I've tried to take a step back and when I have negative thoughts or when I'm going to say something negative, I try to not say it because the more you say something, the more it's be you're going to think it's the truth and the more you're going to live by it. So I know it can be hard, but even on those days when it's really hard, take one of these sayings and say, I'm getting better every day. And for me, that's why it was just very important for me to put something on the mirror. So actually, the first one I started with for last week, I put on the mirror that I am powerful, beautiful, brilliant, and brave. And that was just something that when I went to the bathroom, I looked at the mirror and it was a reminder to myself that I am indeed powerful, beautiful, brilliant, and brave. And this was just something that when I put it on the mirror, it was to help me to remind myself that my negative thoughts aren't who I am and that these are the things I want to truly believe about myself. So the one that I actually have on my mirror right now says the fear that we don't face become our limit. And these are just things to me that when I look at it, it's uh, something that helps shift my mind to help me believe that my depression is not something that can hold me back and my anxiety is not something that can hold me back and the fear that I have about them, if I don't face them, they're going to start becoming my limits. So the things I fear with my depression and my anxiety are going to start to hold me back 
and those are going to start to become my limits of how far I go in life and the things I do and the things I want to do and I simply just don't want to do that and I don't want to feel that way. So if that's something that will help you, like I said, doing the sticky notes, putting it on a sticky note and putting it on your computer or making a background of a positive quote for that month and put it on the back of your phone, just something to remind yourself on those days where you feel down and out just looking at it and seeing it will help shift your mindset to remind you of the things that you're working towards and the things that you want to become better at. You see, this is why self-care is very important to help you heal as well. Yes, it's hard because we do let our mental health hold us back because we just think, well, this is my life and this is how it's going to be and there's no changing it. But that's not true. Just start slowly working on taking care of yourself and your soul and everything else will fall into place. There is actually something that I'm planning on doing and I saw this thing on Pinterest and it was creating a self-care basket and it was like different things of like smell, um, hear, touch, taste and you create this basket of things and you put um, different things in it to help you on those really bad days so you could put like a book in it for your sight and chocolate in it for taste and maybe you put a podcast or you put uh create a music list and that's what you put on the list and then maybe for feel you put like sitting wrapped up in a weight blanket or taking a warm bath and then on those bad days that's what you would do and I think I'm going to do it because when I saw it I'm like this is something that is so cool and would be so nice to have on those days where you're feeling really crummy and then it could be something that maybe you start to do once a week and becomes more of a routine to help you detox and reconnect with yourself once a week so if I do plan on doing that, uh, if you guys don't know, on I do have a YouTube channel where I do vlogs and I'm thinking about doing that as a vlog. So if I do end up doing that, I will let you guys know, guys know so you can check it out because I think it could be a really great idea just for maybe something to do once a week or just to have as like a backup on those days where you absolutely need it. So like always, I want you guys to remember that you are never alone and that I love you.